round two of Jigsaw. Jigsawrules.com coming at you. All right, so where we last left off, we were getting ready to talk about spoiler territory. We have one last note before then, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the setup of, uh, of how it kind of gets to that point. Yeah, how we get to the end game. So our main players thus far, uh, Logan and L, have deduced the location of the game. They, mm-hmm. they find out it's at a farm that is in Jill Tuck's name, or like Ooh. in her family's name. Uh, and that's the only reference we get to Jill at all. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless that they found a way to incorporate it either way as to how John would likely be able to know about it, if mm-hmm. it is John. But how can that be? He's, He's been dead. dead. Um, but as they're on their way, Halloran starts to follow them. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point that I was watching it where I'm like, I think one of them is Jigsaw. I just don't know which, which one, one it is. Uh, you know, because there's compelling evidence for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was more like, okay, now how many of them are Jigsaw? Yeah. Um, so now we are going to enter spoiler territory. Officially, um, if you've listened this far to all the, the whole series... Mm-hmm. I mean, and just neglected the warnings. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, we've got one more movie for Spiral where we will give a spoiler warning because that's still that's new a, enough. A new movie, yeah. So we will be a lot more careful with that. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've already blown this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> like I think earlier on, like I there was a couple of times that I caught myself, but I'm like, ooh, shut up. Yeah. Uh, and other ones that I said something, and then it was like you were making a point, and I'm thinking to myself, I fucked up. I totally yeah. just said the ending. <laughs> Do you wanna? Go for it. So, yeah. Um, you don't have to go off of that specifically if it doesn't immediately go for it. But, like, how does, you know, who's the killer? So, um, coming into the um, interactions in the farmhouse with L, uh, Logan, and Halloran, we suddenly find Halloran and Logan in a trap after Halloran attacked L or something. L runs away. He attacked, he showed up to get the drop on Logan. He came mm-hmm. at Logan with like a hammer or something. Maybe his gun even. Yeah. Um and uh while they were struggling, uh L ran away. Mm-hmm. So she is gone. Presumably she escaped. Um and uh, then the two of them end up in the laser collar trap. Which first of all, so cool. The laser collar trap is so awesome. Mm-hmm. It was in the trailer. It was one of the big traps from the trailer that I uh, remember hearing about or seeing and going, Saw's got lasers now. Mm-hmm. This is next level. <laughs> um, so in that, they both have to reveal a secret about themselves in order to get out of the trap. Um, and so... Uh, Halloran makes it look like he's going to go first when he makes Logan go. Yeah. And Logan does not reveal a secret. And so. But what does he reveal? I don't remember. What does he reveal? Back in the day, Logan was doing his residency as a lowly x ray technician (sighs) at a certain hospital. His grave mistake? Switching a patient's x rays. To limit the uh, discovery of their tumor. Not on purpose, obviously. It was an mm-hmm. accident. But that patient whom uh, his x-ray he mislabeled, John Kramer. Bum, 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 bum. And um, 
that's not good. No. Uh, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was you. I, I didn't mean it. You know, people. You know, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't have had cancer. You probably wouldn't have died of mm-hmm. your cancer uh, had it not been for me. You know, which again is not that big of a sin. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think. I mean, at least in the world of John Kramer. I mean, he's killed people for very little. Oh, yeah. But um, this I see as maybe more of like an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. So when he said that, I was like, what? There's no way. Like, is that real? I was like, you know, because we haven't had, we haven't heard about John, you know, having his x-ray mislabeled. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's one of those things of, oh, how, how could he have known that? But, I mean, he could have just as easily... I mean, now that the cat's out of the bag, fucking Lawrence could have told him. Yeah. Like, I mean, now that we, I can finally say that, like, I can just talk about Lawrence. Yeah, like, he could have told him um, in any number of things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I don't know, it just seemed a little loose. But um, Halloran's got a lot more to confess. Yeah. Uh, you know, innocent people died because of him. He fabricated evidence. He... Um, let people slide if they were his informants. Pretty much, the, you know, the whole gambit of corrupt cop mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then the lasers stop. Yeah, the lasers stop. But uh, so, so he he got he beat it. You know, he watched as uh, as Logan. You know, while he was confessing, while the lasers were pointed straight upward on a collar that he was wearing, mm-hmm. uh, and these lasers were we're talking like you know. They'll cut you like in it's half. it's the lasers they use to cut the bucket off of a person's yeah. body earlier. It's the lasers from the laser hallway from Resident Evil. Yes. <laughs> uh, so those lasers were going to move in like a uh, you know, like a what's what this what uh move movement is this that I'm making to you? Um, so I, a windshield wiper like yeah. thing. Um, where they're gonna start out, you know, at a uh, hundred and eighty degree angle pointing left. Um, and then they move right up, and they slowly move in to kind of, like, close around this person's head, effectively turning their head into, like, a plant. Yeah. Like, it just cut, like a Venus flytrap-looking thing. So, Logan doesn't confess fast enough or confess the right amount, starts bleeding out, dies on the floor. Mm-hmm. Halloran is in the same boat. He confesses the lasers stop, stop, but he's noticed they've burnt a severe hole in the ceiling above him, and he notices uh, no such laser markings yeah, over, Logan. over Logan, which is when, in the classic Saw fashion, the theme begins. Uh, however, it's also when they have, I have a note about it, but it's the, um, uh, what did I say specifically? The... Um, Oh, we skipped that whole bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll back get to it back in a second. It. But um, it's <laughs> the, like, fucking whole weird, like, casual nature that the Jigsaw protégés have when they just, like, get, get up. up. And the way that he just kind of nonchalantly, like, moseys on over to Halloran and he's like, hey, um... I'm Jigsaw. So, like, that's a big reveal. Mm-hmm. But we have one more thing to talk about before, before we get into the very end. I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Yes. And it's the most reminiscent of the original series. Uh, not just because of the main reason, mm-hmm. but um, in this scene, you know, we've had our trap plot victims. We've been talking about them. 
Uh, we got Anna and Ryan, who are the last two survivors. Um, in you know, right after the spiralizer fucking annihilates that kid, onion strings a dude, uh, and um, you know, they they're just kind of fucked at that point mm-hmm. because then a pig mask shows up. You know, a pig mask. We haven't them. seen one of those the at whole all this movie. movie. Yes, yeah, that's pretty pretty big deal. The two of them wake up chained to opposite ends of the wall in a, uh, a, a I believe it's. It's like a slaughter floor or something. Like, wherever mm-hmm. they kill pigs in yeah. this farm, in his barn. Uh, the style is very reminiscent of the original Saw movie mm-hmm. because it's two people chained on opposite ends of the room. Uh, and there's a person in the room with them kind of tending to gears and locks and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Takes his hood off, and it's John, John Kramer. Kramer. So we're, at this point, like, what the fuck? fuck is happening here mm-hmm. john kramer like we're talking tobin bell is in the movie yep. for this one scene does an amazing job absolutely um and the trap itself is really good it feels like the original one to start it all with the hacksaws because you know the same mo- there's the same amount of given circumstances um the game is very simple there's not a lot of moving parts in it and essentially, it's John telling them why they're there, mm-hmm. uh, and Anna recognizes John. Um, John then goes on to explain to Ryan that uh, he and Anna are neighbors, mm-hmm. and uh, during his first bouts of chemo, he would go hang out at their house, and he got to know her and her husband, Matt, really well. Unfortunately, that his name is Matt. Yep. Uh, because... Um, he then somehow is able to overhear their marriage falling apart after mm-hmm. their uh, their child. And their child is born. And there's a vivid scene that we've seen a couple of times earlier when Anna was explaining why she may have been there. And she has insinuated that her husband was taking a nap in their bed with their infant child mm-hmm. that he then rolled over onto and accidentally smothered to death yeah, and accidentally smothered it. Why in the fuck put this in the movie? Why go that dark? Saw's never been that dark before. Yeah. <laughs> Even gets... in Saw 3, which was about a dead kid. Mm-hmm. This was like, ugh. why? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's so horrible because that's not how it happened. Mm-hmm. She smothers her baby because she's suffering from postpartum depression. She she kills her child because it won't shut up. Because it won't be you know Which is it's so the standard. It, but unfortunately, that's the but, standard postpartum depression yeah. you know a symptom of it. But not only does she kill the baby. Which you and I both know, there are ample ways to cover up the death of a baby, mm-hmm. as of just yeah, it just died. I mean, doctors obviously would be like, no, but your husband wouldn't. Because uh, then, to kill two birds with one stone, pun intended, she uh, lays the dead body of her infant child next to her sleeping husband to make it seem like he rolled over and suffocated it. And then calls the police on him. And as he is crying, begging her to, like, 
understand or forgive him or like even to apologize. Mm-hmm. They take him away to prison and then he hangs himself mm-hmm. out of grief for something he didn't do. Anna is now officially the worst person that's been in any saw trap ever and they tried to make us like her mm-hmm. because she was smart. Yeah. Don't ever trust Final Girls or other horror movie protagonists because they could be full of horrible secrets. Or don't trust them if they're in the wrong movie. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I was like, maybe in this case they deserved to die Mm because that's kind of horrible. And Ryan's no saint either, but he, I feel like, is very penitent. Mm -hmm. As soon as John is... Because John never once explains that, like, what he's testing is someone's will to live. Mm-hmm. That part of the philosophy, like, got lost in translation, I think, with these directors or writers. Yeah. Um, which just proves to me even more that they clearly didn't have the proper respect. But it doesn't matter. Because what Ryan did was um, distract his buddies while they were driving. And he fell out of the car through the sunroof mm-hmm. and uh, caused an accident that killed both of his friends and the driver of the other car. Now, that's pretty bad. But he was like 17, drunk, and clearly didn't mean to cause an accident. Mm-hmm. Why is he there? It's it's a lot like the reason... Um, what's his name is in Escape Room. Because it's the same kind of thing. Except, which which guy? Um, I can't remember the character's name, but the main guy who makes it through the movie. Oh yeah, because he, he, he has some like he had a car mistake. crash. Yeah, because he was drunk with his friends and they were all singing along to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Because isn't that like a clue or something? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was some like horrible like revelation, and they were like. Yeah, I think I actually remember going saying the same thing where I'm like, God, Escape Room. I didn't think it was going to be that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's um, the the you know the, the game kind of ends up with that uh, the two of them are supposed to kill one another mm-hmm. using a shotgun that John has placed in front of them, you know, equidistant, with a single bullet in it that he explicitly tells them is their key to freedom. Mm-hmm. And he he goes on to tell them that the way they've been living their life is backwards. I appreciate why he says it, but it's not true. I think they just fundamentally made horrible... One of them made fundamentally horrible mistake, and the other one it should be in prison. Mm-hmm. So the two of them are, at, are told that they need to uh, turn it all around and you know, make amends that way. Uh, which is a very odd way for John to phrase what he's trying to teach. Mm-hmm. It's mainly because the the gist, the joke, really, of the punchline of the game is that the shotgun shell had the keys in it, mm-hmm. like literally for their had locks. the keys, and that if they were to shoot the gun, not only would it destroy the keys, but it would also backfire into them because it's backwards. They need to turn it around, not mm-hmm. kill the other person. Be free. Uh, Anna grabs the gun first because she's clearly got the best killer instinct out of anybody Mm. and shoots and kills herself on accident. Ryan is left to starve to death, Mm -hmm. which is horrible, for especially for a man who truly didn't really deserve it. And a man who already has a bad leg wound. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be a little bit more... 
you know, thankful that I had that at least, because then I could just like untie the tourniquet and bleed to death, mm-hmm. other than starve, because fuck that. Um, but back to Logan being the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, uh, uh, we see a lot in this saw montage. Uh, that is both helpful and not helpful. Because some of it raises more questions than it does answers. Mm-hmm. However, most of it makes pretty solid sense. Um, the game that we've been watching took place ten years ago. It is that fabled game that John did before all of the others, where he used the he used the spiralizer trap. He uh, he kidnapped all these people that knew him. Uh, remember that guy that fell asleep. During the buzzsaw trap, who who was who was that, Dan? That was Logan. Logan was in the trap because he fucked up the X-rays. Mm-hmm. And at the last possible seconds before death, John had a change of heart. You know, called the game off for just Logan. Uh, as the buzzsaws began to like cut into his cut back. into his back. Uh, which are the scars we saw earlier that we were kind of supposed to insinuate came from his torture in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. So John then, you know, repairs them. He Logan states that uh, John didn't think that someone who would make such an honest mistake should be deserving of death, which is the most ironic thing, I think, in all eight movies. Oh, yeah. Because that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you will about John, it's all or nothing with him. If he thinks that you're tiny, if he thinks that smoking cigarettes to go back to Saw 6, if he thinks that that is worthy enough of you getting crushed, then, yeah, fucking up his x-ray is definitely liable for death. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the whole way that they kind of presented it was interesting because the bodies that they were finding were victims in a new game. Of a recreation. Of a recreation that we haven't seen any part of that he used three participants. Logan used three participants so that um, it's... I think it really was just so that we would think that that was happening because we were finding mm-hmm. these bodies... Because they um, never showed the faces no, they of ne- the bodies. Well, and even when they did, they were, you know, it, they were fucked up with acid or they were cut in half or, you know, skinned. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, just enough to plausibly ruin identification. Uh, but he only used those three. And the last two participants would be him and Halloran. Mm-hmm. So he inserted himself into the game, got Halloran to confess all of these things that he was recording mm-hmm. because Halloran in classic fashion, he, you know, he's done this several times, kind of like what he did, what Logan talked about with the little girl being dead. Uh, Halloran had an informant who he got off and then the guy killed Logan's wife. Mm-hmm. So he's got that vendetta against specifically Halloran. Yes. Um, not because Halloran's corrupt, but, but because Halloran's corruptness led to the death of his wife, mm-hmm. which I think is where the, Stark difference between, I mean, one of many, between him and John are specifically, is that Logan murders people. Like, he just killed those three people for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, why would they need to be tested? I mean, we don't know anything about them, so maybe, but I'm not buying it. Uh, 
That one line, it, it's a little back, but when Halloran and Logan first wake up in the in the collar trap, mm-hmm. over the speakers, you know, they, Jigsaw starts talking, and the first thing Halloran says is he just goes, how are you alive? Which is exactly the question I was asking. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. Um, so even Logan's voice, when he becomes Jigsaw, gets scary and like almost distorted Mm -hmm. you remember that because it's it's key no i'm saying you put a pin in that because i think it it speaks more to my theory later because he also halloran is like you know like oh what the fuck he's like you're the you're the jigsaw killer or like you're you know the jigsaw copycat is what Mm -hmm. he says and then logan simply says i am him and I went, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got that, like, crazed look on his face. And like, what? Uh, so, according to this movie, and Logan specifically, Logan has been the original Jigsaw disciple from the beginning. Before Amanda, before Hoffman, before Lawrence. He was the original. Um, before because, Amanda even had before her it, test. Yeah, because we see a scene of him... Cause, I don't know if he took pity on on Logan or if he felt like maybe he could use him or he like owes him better than that. Uh, but he kind of took him on to be like, yeah, you can work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of helped Logan suss out a lot of his PTSD from the war. He gave him a new purpose after his wife died. And he's helped John create the original reverse bear traps. Like we know mm-hmm. that he, like with just that, He's been around since before even Amanda, which yes. means that she's which means that he's before Lawrence because he was right after her. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of revelations of shit, like a lot of retconning or at least like massive leaps in canon in this movie uh, at the very, very end without very much explanation. So it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. because it's all at once and they don't really back it up with any sort of facts. Logan just says things. Yeah. Which I think is also very specifically important. Um, but at the very, very, very end, after he has uh, you know, revealed himself, Halloran knows he's fucked. And he's like, hey, well, wait. Jigsaw always gave people a choice to live or, to, you know, to live or die. And Logan goes, yeah, you have a choice. You can scream or not, which is very, very scary. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you know exactly how you're going to die, and it's to be cut into eight pieces by lasers. Mm -hmm. Um, It it looks like a Demogorgon onion. It looks like a Demogorgon face. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Logan ends it all by saying that I speak for the dead, and then he closes the door he doesn't say game over mm-hmm. um i think because he doesn't know what to say so if you are a normal average person listening to the series consider the episode over uh i would say that jigsaw has a lot of specifically powerful moments when it comes to style it looks great the music rules Mm -hmm. the uh again done by uh i believe charlie closer yeah i believe so the acting is very good the cast is very stacked tobin bell's scene alone is worth the movie yeah and you know 
The spiralizer trap is fucking. It's very really cool. cool. Um, do you have anything that specifically stands out? Um, not really. I mean, I really do enjoy the trap plot of this movie, and I find these being very different um, trap contestants, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Contestants is um, a good one. Game show jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I I find them really interesting because it's very different from most of the time we've seen large groups going through a series of traps. Right. Like, we've seen that in Saw 2, especially with the twist of the game happened beforehand, Mm -hmm. and with Saw Saw 5. And even between those two movies, very different groups. Mm -hmm. Um, Two had people that were infighting, five, that was the purpose, but... They were all good survivors. Yes. This one, they are neither. They yeah. Are, they don't work well as a team, and they do not. Um, they do not want to help each other. No. Uh, they're also not very smart. They don't tend to have a lot of like typical trap decisions. That's why I kind of say they feel like they belong in another movie because mm-hmm. we normally see people hesitate for a second and then do something. Yeah. Or not make a decision at all, and then they die. These people go back and forth. Like, the whole scene with Ryan, whether or not he's going to pull the lever, it's, like, too long. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen you almost pull the lever four times. Right? Yeah. Like, make a decision. Um, other than that? Other than that, I mean, it's it's definitely, I think it's best to look at it as a side project in comparison to the full series. Um, because as soon as you do that, I, I personally find there's a lot of enjoyment out of it. There's a lot of enjoyment for it, especially if you look at it that way. You're Mm -hmm. right. Um, and I think that our next section will, uh, clarify that. So if you are still listening, um, I'm going to assume that you are a little bit more than interested than in Saw, so you will indulge me. You and Danny will <laughs> indulge me while I go through um, the only amount of, um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna sh- I'm showing this to you in studio. I had one, two, three, and a half pages of. Um, I, I specifically labeled it where Matt gets negative about this movie before setting up the theory that makes it good again. And I think that it would have been good to put someone in the position where they would have felt otherwise the movie was unsalvageable, but I don't think anyone other than me thought that. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to cut that part for the episode for the sake of time and all of your sakes, because this is about being positive and truly nothing comes of this part. Because it's just all me being negative. So I wrote it down so that I would be able to have it for future reference, should anyone ask me about it. However, all of it is to set up Matt's big jigsaw theory. Um, Which, right before we get into that, I have just three things uh, for uh, the preposterous stuff. Now, we've we've obviously mentioned a couple of plot holes that don't make any sense. uh, But these three ones are my favorite. <clears throat> and I don't bring them up in a negative way. I bring them up in, like, I watch it now and I laugh at how, like, absurd it is. Mm-hmm. So please join me. Okay. Um, when they are discussing that the Jigsaw Killer could somehow still, like, you know, he's dead, but he's, he's dead. You know, like, they did all through one of those things. Uh, Harris, Detective Harris goes, because they're like, what do you mean? Like, J- Jigsaw came back from the dead? 
And Harris goes, wouldn't be his first time. Wouldn't be his first time. When did John Kramer ever come back from the dead? Whenever in his entire life, or even just career as the Jigsaw Killer, did he ever rise from the dead? Any movie that he showed up in that he was dead in, it was during a flashback. It wasn't like, here's the ghost of John Kramer come to give guidance to Jill Talk. No, it was a flashback. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just wrote all of this shit of this, like, when did he ever come back? Um, also, in uh, when Logan is going through that he's the Jigsaw Killer and he's going through all the times where, like, you know, like, when they found the blood under the Jigsaw Killer, you know, the, the Jigsaw victim's fingernails, it was John Kramer. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, shit, now he must be alive. He literally was like, I just found some of his blood in cold storage and, like, put it under there. I'm like, whoa, well, that's... I I would hope that lab techs would know when you did that. Yeah. Um, The Edgar Munson thing just never makes any sense to me. Edgar Munson is the uh, is Halloran's um, informant informant who had the detonator, Mm -hmm. and then they shot him, and he was in a coma. Uh, they were waiting for him to wake up so they could ask him what was up, and then he disappeared from the hospital, and fucking no one knew where he was. And then after a lot of these developments came out, they were going to exhume the body of John Kramer to, like, prove that he was dead. Mm-hmm. And then they exhume, they dig up the grave, they pull up the casket, and they open it, and it's just Edgar Munson dead with a puzzle piece missing with, like, um, he had he was holding something else, mm-hmm. but like, it's like almost comedic because it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, where'd he go? Yeah, where's who John's t- body? Who like no, not even that? Like, where did he go between the hospital and there? Did he die and then get transported? Or like, who who took him? Did Logan? He was busy the whole time. Mm-hmm. How how did they take him? He was in a in a hospital guarded by police officers who were ready for him to wake up. How did they get him into the grave without disturbing the earth? Because clearly they were just for the first time digging up the grave. Yeah. How did they get him in the casket without drawing suspicion in the middle of the day? And most important question, where's John's body? <laughs> like who where did they put it? Why would they take it? I don't understand. Um that's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one that like to the, like a lot like a lot of these ones that I cut because it was too negative. You could argue with some reasonable suspicion could be explainable. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is not. So I just thought I would mention it because it's truly so funny. <laughs> so like if you can get over that like monumental of a twist by just thinking it's hilarious, then it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of had a weird problem with the fact that during the last scene, Ryan is, like, saying that he values his life and he wants to live. Like, apropos of nothing, like, John did not insinuate at any point in the tapes or his lectures that that was something he was looking for. Mm -hmm. And by that point, I feel like he already knew that's what he was going to test because he knew that before he even lost Gideon because we saw that scene happen Mm -hmm. where he sits there next to Jill and goes, they have to help themselves. Like, that's not something that can be up for canonical debate. I'm going to slow down because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It literally just matters to me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would think that John would constitute Ryan being 
you know, remorseful as you know, he what he he doesn't care. Well, reborn rehabilitation. Um, now that I'm done being vaguely mean, uh, everything from here on out is supposed to be simple, objective statements. I've again tried to remove my bias to further solidify my personal theory's validity. So again, if you will indulge me, this is my theory about Jigsaw and why I think it can still work semi-technically in canon, semi-technically not in canon. Danny is getting ready to I'm, take a I'm nap. I'm getting comfy. I'm oh. getting comfy for Don't this. Don't you yawn through this. I will I literally won't. cry because I worked very hard on this. <laughs> so, boys and girls, I uh, lost my place. I put it... I'm holding it. So, the preposterous stuff out of the way. The Spirig's background in horror... Spears being the brothers that um, that made the movie. They probably led the studio to probably say, you know, oh, we need a new Jigsaw director. You did horror in the past. You direct the movie. You know, studios talk. But they didn't look at the type of horror movie the Spears made. Things like Winchester, you know. I haven't seen the other two movies they're big for, but I've also seen on Dead, you know, Standard Zombie movie. Yeah, for sure. They make, you know... Conventional, entertaining horror movies. Mm -hmm. Not to say that the Saw movies are not entertaining, but that clearly were written with like a little bit of like a higher degree of like we're trying to like tell this big narrative thing. So they're just a little bit different from other types of horror movies, especially ones that are popular when they were making movies. Mm -hmm. What they made was a horror movie, but not necessarily a Saw movie. In that case, they made what I believe is the future of the franchise, splintering off into inspiration pieces and independent projects adjacent to canon. Now things get interesting. What if this movie isn't what it seems? Now, his motive being uh, a big thing, um, the whole fact of the matter is that I don't buy Logan as a protege. I don't buy him at all, pretty much at all, because it's the motive is way, way too personal. The, you know, the scene where he's talking to the IA detective, uh, you know, Harris, he's just straight giving away his motive for why he doesn't like Halloran. And the whole time, it's kind of rooted in this, you know, whole like kind of hatred of, of of corruption and whatnot can you fill the air for two seconds i think yeah I lost for sure total place yeah so talk about what kind of day you had or something i don't know i i literally just <laughs> haven't i think i found it um so yeah it's it's in that whole logan kind of doesn't really play his cards close to his chest and much like what john has on many occasions throughout the franchise has kind of attacked um, Hoffman for is having that too personal of an edge. It's the whole reason John took in Hoffman initially after he just murdered Seth Baxter. Plus, we know from Saw 2, like, as soon as we learned that John had accomplices, mm -hmm. the very next movie we learned that he's not above fucking killing them because he thinks they're weak. Yes. So why I, it couldn't be John Kramer... John might pick those people that are personally connected to him in the original game mm -hmm. because, true, Cecil was his, his first test subject and was personally involved with John's life. 
However, most of the peoples in the in this trap don't really constitute his rules of not valuing their own lives or actively making the world a worse place for everybody else, like in Saw Six, mm-hmm. where William Easton was shitty to John specifically, but also perpetuated shittiness to everybody. Yeah. Um. This part of my theory is tenuous, so I agree it could go either way, that you could just be like, John is a killer and doesn't matter what he needs to do to justify murder to people. If you want to be one of those people, you can be, and I, I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. Then there's all of those complete, like, astronomically crazy things that John seems to just know. There's no way in the world John or anyone could have known that woman's purse snatcher crime. There's yeah. no way sh- anyone could have known. Like, just straight up no way. Mm-hmm. Um, nor could he know what really happened with his neighbor and her husband. Nor could he know that the kid's bike that, um, I don't remember his name, I think it was James, sold uh, his nephew. There's no way he could have known it had faulty brakes. Mm-hmm. He's omnipotent, and he's never been completely omnipotent. In the book, uh, sorry, not in the book, in the room after the buckethead trap, when everyone is still connected to those chains around their necks, and they're just like, forced to arbitrarily confess they think Mm -hmm. when really they just have to get the you know like tape recorder to stop them from being like murdered John was really about to kill those people because they didn't get to the tape in time I don't buy that yeah like again you could argue rookie mistake because it took place before all the other ones but I'm about to tear that theory apart um according to the flashback John explains that while he was um, recover- while he was receiving chemotherapy, that he grew close with Anna and her husband. This gets messy because we know from flashbacks in Saw Six that he was already deep into being Jigsaw at that point and lived at his factory pretty much and pretty much only knew Amanda. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of times it was Jill, and then Hoffman would come up from every now and then. Or at least he was building traps by himself, not living in a swanky townhouse somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. But, again, that could be shaky ground because it is possible that John had preliminary chemo treatments, but I personally don't buy that because he already was divorced from Jill at that point, and we know from after she lost Gideon that he was already becoming Jigsaw. Yes. Also, it's confirmed in Saw 5 when we see Strom go through the files about to find out about Seth Baxter. We've got criminal records. Mm-hmm. We know exactly when John began killing people as Jigsaw, who was involved when they ended? There was no way there was a massively orchestrated game before all of the others. Mm-hmm. And I would say that someone who's a super fan like L, who's a subscriber, and I would say probably an admin of JigsawRules.com, she should have known that. Unless it's Logan as both Jigsaws. Both the one in the quote-unquote past and now. Now, you... I can hear you guys pulling away, and I can see you, like, your eyes glazing over with you just not believing me. But let me get into this. I'm intrigued to hear. I've dropped all of my other papers, because that's how into this fucking conspiracy theory I'm in. Okay. So, Logan, a combat veteran, years of of torturous, you know, memory, uh, PTSD for sure, uh, a vendetta, a misguided, um, half-cocked vendetta against corruption, particularly in his specific police department, uh, and specifically targeted against this one corrupt police officer. Logan is crazy. He imagined that he was a jigsaw accomplice. He never was. He orchestrated the entire story 
to justify his role as a, you know, the successor, if not literally, then spiritually to John's work. It's why he says he's not the Jigsaw copycat, that he is Jigsaw. Now, you could say Hoffman may have said that he was Jigsaw once or twice, but when they're talking Jigsaw, they're talking John Kramer. This movie tends to kind of gloss over the fact that he had accomplices until just now, which I feel like for people that were first jumping in with this movie would have been key to know that John tended to have help, so this reveal wasn't huge. And as a matter of fact, would make even less sense. So I think they deliberately left it out or purposefully left it out because this has been their thing all along. Because the more that I've subscribed to this theory and the more that I have thought about it, the more I've written about it, the more the movie makes sense. Interesting. So, the first mistake. John never would have taken the mistake personally because it didn't prove that someone didn't value their life. Just because... He, Logan, was working at the top. So the first thing that Logan does when he gets back, so he was a combat, he was a Marine. Uh, I think he was a, he was a medic in the Marines also. That's why he ended up doing uh, medical stuff afterwards. Okay. Or he decided to go into the medical field after the Marine Corps, which is completely possible, plausible, mm-hmm. because we find him after the war, already suffering from PTSD, working for the hospital where Lawrence Gordon is, where John comes to receive his, his, uh, his x-rays. Yes. So... We know that Logan, because in that like weird flashback where he's working with John, that he still gets like weird like panic attacks and flashes, and he can become confused. Mm-hmm. So, John and his research to, for when he decides who he's going to destroy, he, he analyzes their life and deems if they're worthy or not. Yeah, one look into Logan's life would have deemed him as like he's fucked up. Don't mess with him. He made a mistake. He's not using this to hurt people. He's not using this for anything. Mm-hmm. He's clearly in grief, and he is a massive PTSD sufferer. Yeah. So I don't buy for a second that he ever would have used him. You, I could maybe see everybody else, but not him. Mm-hmm. If he was just some asshole who did it, I could absolutely see it, but not Logan. Logan is also the only one truly omnipotent in this movie, which is why... I believe that this is just a normal serial killer's fantasy and that the bodies the police find are his victims and the victims we watch in the trap plot are his fantasies of what happened. He's inserting himself into the game as this jigsaw surrogate, which is how he can inexplicably know these inco- like impossible facts about these people's lives, when in reality, Jigsaw never really knew all those specific details. He just knew the actions, because he only came at them with their actions. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to assume that he just picked up uh, three random people, or five random people, rather. Uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, those two bodies that he did find that had clearly been there for a long time, he could have just had his own Saw 1 with those two people, and then just claimed it was part of the game from ten years ago. Because he wanted to give Halloran evidence in case somehow he escaped. Because, I mean, that's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but slightly back on track, there's also no way out of the barn. There's no exit that actually opens. And after um, that kid died in the spiralizer and uh, Ryan was kind of stuck with his leg, Anna attempts to go for the door, and that's when she's attacked by the pig head. So there truly was no way out of the barn. Everyone that was there was going to die somehow, mm-hmm. which is why he was able to specifically know that everyone was going to die in one of those traps, which is why he was able to give the police the bodies, mm-hmm. because he anticipated that one of them would be dead. I would assume he probably drugged that guy extra in the buzzsaw to make sure he died in that trap. Yeah. And that 
you know, either he or one of the participants stabbed that girl with all three of the syringes mm-hmm. because it would have justified her choosing the wrong one or, you know, just an act of brutal murder. Mm-hmm. All of this works more and more and more. So there's always supposed to be a way out of a jigsaw trap. We know because of Amanda that the traps need to be winnable. There needs to be a concrete way out, and there needs to be a concrete reason for why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. He kills too many people that do not matter for me to believe that he's actually a jigsaw killer. Yeah. Hoffman kills a lot of people that don't matter, but those people are police officers, and they are in his way. Mm-hmm. I believe that a little bit more. J- Logan's behavior is much more serial killer-esque than Hoffman's, like, terror, like, e- like ecological terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also... Of course, a tortured combat veteran would manifest his rage in acts of torture on whom he deems unjust. That's exactly what happened to the terrorists that tortured him for no reason, other than he was being punished. But they preached that they would be doing it for a good cause. The people that would be, you know, that he'd be fighting in Afghanistan or in the Middle East are people that have brutal, psychotic, radical ideas, just like John, or like Thanos, for instance, mm-hmm. but because they are so, like, one in their resolve, nothing they can say is going to, like, assuage their mind pattern. So anyone that they torture, they're going to look on as just a means to their end and not a human being. So Logan is going to twist that and warp that into... Someone who is justified can do whatever they want to another person if that person is being punished. So I believe that that's why he can justify all of this, especially because all of it is in the pursuit of killing Halloran. Also, uh, he's had the training. He has the skills. He has the dedication to seek his revenge through without letting anybody or anything get in his way. And his compartmentalization is remarkable and truly terrifying. That he can carry on relationships with L and Halloran and Harris and deceive Harris so thoroughly into believing that Halloran is the killer mm-hmm. when we know it's probably not Halloran. Like when I was watching the movie, I'm like, okay, so Logan's the killer. Prove to me he's not. And then when he has that whole conversation with Harris about like, uh, I know that he's following me and they go to his refrigerator and they find the uh, frozen like puzzle pieces that he's cut out from mm-hmm. his victims. I'm like, that is the most planted evidence I've ever seen. Because all you found is that. Yeah. And then the suspicion that he's a bad cop. Because when he's talking to Harris about it, Harris immediately is like, you know what? He is pretty corrupt. And I've been working for IA for a while trying to take him down. I'm like, you aren't immediately like, hey, murder suspect who I think might be a jigsaw killer. Come to the station first and we can figure this fucking thing out. Yeah. Um... But I think that's it, just like, you know, like the classic, like the Ted Bundy thing. Like, you know, a lot of people think that no one would have ever thought it was him. Uh, but that's just simply not how this works. That's why I think Logan's compartmentalization is fucking insane. That he clearly broke so horribly and fully over in the Middle East that when he came back, he was just determined to murder. Mm-hmm. And after he heard a story about, I mean, just like with um, uh, Bobby Dagan in the last movie, he just heard the story and was like, that's exactly the kind of shit. He probably felt reborn after his torture and was mm-hmm. like, sure, I can warp this into, no, 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 it's for a reason. And if you survive, you'll be better off for it. Yeah. He never intended on any of his victims surviving. Like, he just never, ever was in the cards for him. Mm-hmm. The Human Blender also, to speak of that, it seems like the magnum opus of someone who loves killing people and loves Saw. 
So someone like the collector from the collection movies mm -hmm. is a perfect example of that. They just find new and exciting and horrifying ways to destroy human life. Yeah. And the sp the spiralizer trap seems like that person's wet dream. Like it's just the perfect killing machine. Mm -hmm. And like there would be no reason for it other than that. But it would also never ever be something John would build. Especially not for his first game, when the game that was right before this was a bunch of ramshackled knives on a chair that fell apart. Yeah. Like, you can't, you don't go from that to the, the coolest thing I've ever seen, yeah. ever. It just doesn't work that way. I also don't think that he would ever build it for a game of someone that killed his alleged nephew. Mm -hmm. Like, even if he had a nephew, and even if they were close, that is simply just not something that you would use for that. Like, Cecil just had knives on his face. Yeah. Like, and that was his son that he murdered. Mm -hmm. Also, I think one of the most poignant things is that his relationship with L only gets stronger the more that the Jigsaw killer, like, the more that she is accused of being Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Because she truly is like a, I don't know if she, you know, how like of a devoted of a disciple she would be, but she clearly is someone who subscribes to the fact that John is some kind of uh, spiritual leader because of what his work has done. Because the way that she talks about him is very much, you know, within line of that. But she's the one that brings uh, Logan to the warehouse. Uh, where, I don't know if I mentioned it, but they play baptism super, super low underneath that, and I got so fucking excited. Uh, but when he's like, what the fuck is this spiralizer thing? Uh, she's like, yeah, um, supposedly, she tells him the whole thing about the game, and he's like, uh, I got bad news, no one's ever died in one of these, and she's like, yeah, well, maybe they did. And then he looks at her stone-faced and tells her, or maybe it never happened. He even fucking says it to L that that whole thing didn't happen that way. I guarantee that the spiralizer was never actually used and that he either killed that kid in some other horrible way or he killed that kid after he saw the spiralizer and then went, fuck yeah, man, I'm going to use that on somebody. Uh, also, I think within my theory, I think that Eleanor realizes that Logan is Jigsaw, like, kind of earlier on. Because they have that scene at the bar mm -hmm. that back in the day, I thought the two of them were working together. And I'm like, that's kind of a fun scene because he's like, they found the fucking website. Like, now it's, like, it was kind of cool to see, like, that behind-the-scenes thing because we don't get that very often from Saw. Yeah. Uh, especially in such, like, a candid, you know, thing. So after I, obviously, you know, she's not involved and she doesn't know, I rewatch that scene and I go, this is where she does know. Because the way that they're talking, they already seem like they're accomplices for something. Mm -hmm. And it's not to, f it's not to like, you know, clear Logan's name. It's to frame Halloran. Like, she realizes it immediately and goes, you're Jigsaw and you're using this to get to Halloran. I'm on board. Like, she immediately gets, like, she doesn't ever say it. And, I mean, I've seen this movie a couple of times now that I've now been, like, Okay, now I see it. The first time you may not catch it, but I'm willing to bet that. So at least, I guess my grand thing is just, this movie, at least to me, when I first saw it, didn't really do it for me because it didn't seem to fit in with canon. It seemed very sloppily put together and thrust into the canon and, like, forces the rest of the movies to then, like, acknowledge this movie's existence, mm -hmm. which I don't think is fair, especially because the other projects they've been talking about and Spiral are all side movies or spinoff movies. 
Mm-hmm. So who's to say they didn't just start with this one? And it's just not going to be revealed until, like, a, you know, if they make that Jigsaw 2 or another yeah. Spyro movie or another Saw movie, that it, it, it was a lie. Mm-hmm. Because I've been operating on that theory for about two to three months. It wasn't until I watched this movie with that lens that mm-hmm. it actually clicked that it probably is true. Okay. So you can follow our Instagram at the <laughs> underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us for requests and comments at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry I went off for like literally 25 minutes about it. But I think that I listen, this is this is my only platform for this. Mm-hmm. Like it's either this or I corner you at a party and talk to you about it. Like you, Dandy, specifically. Oh, yeah. So I'd rather just do this here where you can lay in a room and acknowledge that you heard it oh, yeah. while I tell everybody that will ever hear me ever mm-hmm. my theory. Uh, so I don't know. Thank you for bearing with us for that. Um, and thanks for bearing with us with um, you know the episodes. The Summer of Saw. We're, we're going to release literally uh, Saw 5 through uh, Spiral. In the next couple of days, so I mean, you'll probably—I mean, you won't know this until after we've done that, but uh, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy that. We already have some ideas for what we're going to do afterwards. I think I talked to you as about we get this, ready right? to celebrate our first full year of square horror. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have to do something fun for the anniversary. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll play the saw game. <laughs> oh God. We'll have everyone come over and I'll be like, hey man, live square horror. Uh, watch while we fucking can't play this game. Because <laughs> uh, we can just record wearing our headsets. It'll be a lot easier oh, yeah. than just having a mic in the middle of the room like we did with Alien. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was re-listening to the Alien series a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how excited we were to play it. And then the very next episode, we just started with, fuck that game like essentially like as soon as the game got brought up we were like you know fuck that game like you specifically oh, were yeah. very mad at it <laughs> oh yeah all right so we will be back next week or next episode with the final saw danny the final we're saw we're here at the end do you remember the first time we recorded a saw episode no i don't exactly that's how fucking long ago it was Months ago. It was a different world back then. Yeah. Uh, It will be a different world once we finish, because now all of our thoughts will have been projected out onto the collective unconscious for the rest of time. That's, that's, That's big. This is where I say game over. <laughs> Until next time, stay spooky out there. 